Slow Mo is a modern beauty and wellness podcast with the mission to empower listeners to be curious, confident, carefree, and connected to the beauty and wellness industry. Through interviews with real industry professionals, Slow Mo breaks down industry trends, treatments, and products so our listeners can make informed decisions on the next step in their journey. Hello and welcome back to Slow Mo with Urban U. We're excited to be back and better than ever in 2020. We have some amazing guests this year, but we're really excited about today. We have uh, Sophie Sheesh. I know I said it wrong. No, from, you said it right. That was did great. I say it right? Okay. That was <laughs> from great. Shape House. She's the founder of Shape House. And um, I would love, Shape House is an urban sweat house, which I tried in New York when I was there, which is kind of how we got hooked up here. So I would love for you to kind of tell our audience, which they're all about wellness and beauty and internal strength. Tell them, you know, tell us a little bit about Shape House and what that is. You know, Shape House is um, originally was a, a concept of helping people find wellness in a new original kind of different setting that existed at the time. You know, at the time there was mostly Pilates studios and gyms, you know, kind of two or three possibilities other than, of course, the outdoors and other things. But as far as uh, a, a practice like that where you would go somewhere for an hour and do something good for you and, you know, get out and go back to your life, there wasn't that many options, which there are so many more now. But the idea was when I started, I... um I had already lost about 100 pounds and had another hmm, another 80 more to go. I've lost about 200 pounds. Wow. Um, I want to hear about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. So I was 350 pounds when this whole adventure of looking for my own wellness. And I love the way you're speaking of inner strength. And, you know, because a lot of it was food, but a lot of it was really my own inner relationship with myself and my feelings and you know, growing up in an environment where we really couldn't feel our feelings officially and food was just, you know, an easier route. And so um, I gained a lot of weight all these years and Shape House was kind of a, an option for someone who was overweight and couldn't exactly, I mean, working out when you're really heavy is not always the best idea, you know, because first of all, I would injure myself often, you know, like I would just muscle wise and bone wise. It's just not that ideal to be jumping up and down on bones when, you know, right. you're 200 pounds overweight, you tend to break bones. And so, oh. so there was really this desire to like offer an option for people who, you know, laying down and watching TV, which is what happened. So at Shape House, you are welcomed by really sweet people and they, kind of direct you to these beds that are set up in front of a TV. So you spend an hour laying down in a blanket that kind of resembles uh, a sleeping bag a little bit. I'm sure you've, uh-huh. um, you've kind of experienced that, you know, where they kind of wrap you in. And then you spend an hour with a headset and you are watching, catching up on something that moves you or touches you or makes you laugh or scares you or whatever you're watching. And um, at the end of the hour, you're sweating your head off and you've burned lots of calories and your skin looks really glowy and, you know, there's just lots of, you sleep better, you tend to want to eat better because you're not as hungry and your metabolism is activated and so you tend to burn more calorie. I mean, it's just like a whole loop of good things that happens from laying there for an hour. Well, and so I want to talk about a couple of things and everything you said because there's a lot of great points. One, yes, you're right. I mean, we have to find our inner self and 
be okay with finding ourselves before we can change in any way, right? Whether it's losing weight or being a better self to ourselves or to others. So we have to kind of accept like, it's okay to go on this journey. And I, I think it's great that you, I mean, you had a huge physical transformation in that time, but from your entrepreneurial standpoint, how did you find it? Like, how did you, did you like go and do research and figure out like, this is something they've done and you know, um, ancient, ancient times, or is it something that you're like, Hey, I think this would be, I, yeah. Tell us how you kind of got that first experience. So I, a little bit of everything you said, yes. Sweating is a very old kind of ancient, simple, the basic wellness comes from eliminating from your body what you don't need. So think of it as like any other systems we have in our body to eliminate something, it has to do with removing what is not necessary and sweating. And I, I remember when I first started doing research, there was a, a, a trend um, of people getting Botox under their arms to stop the sweating, which I remember having this like cringing feeling about it because I felt like, you know, it was removing a very important part of the body's natural system to detox and to eliminate, you know, anything that's kind of in the way of, you feeling really well and so I remember having this sense of like it's just common sense it's like we have an entire system in our body that's in charge of that it's got to be for something you know not nothing right. in the body is for no other reason than just is needed for something I think there's like very purposeful our body it's Especially, very purposeful I think you've realized that too I know you have children but after I've had children I'm like this is an amazing thing this body like just a human being is such an amazing um you know, God, whoever, higher being, whatever you believe in, it's just an amazing invention, the human body. It really is. And so we do a lot to get in the way of what it naturally does. You know, in some ways we do more to keep up with our cars than we do, you know, for our bodies. Like the car will say, you know, blinking lights, you need water, blinking lights, you need gas. Wow, well, wouldn't that be light. great if we had that though? <laughs> we, but you I know what? I... We do. That's we do? the thing. We do. Yes. We start yawning and we start having, you know, pasty mouth and we start having headaches and we start being sick and we start having aches and pains everywhere. And we start having, you know, we gain weight or our skin starts to look, you know, really not happy. It's like that. Those are the signals. It's the same thing. It's like just on the car. We have, you know, if we don't go put gas in the car, the car stops on the freeway. The body doesn't. The body has more resilience. The problem is, and I remember being at Shape House so many times where people would come and be, you know, oh my God, I started feeling so horrible and, you know, overnight. And I always would say, mm, not overnight. You know, it's been years and years of a of sleep and jobs we don't like and relationships we're not happy in just all sorts of like thoughts that are really negative and judgments that are really making us you know sick on the inside and to just become aware that all of a sudden supposedly which is really not all of a sudden the body starts to break down the way the car would if we didn't put the gas and didn't right. put the water and didn't fill up the tires you know and so Shape House right. was, um, is and was at the very onset definitely a desire to offer an alternative where you, could, you can always come lay down and watch TV. Like we're not asking you to climb, you know, Himalayas here. This is, <laughs> this is climb on a bed, have someone really kind take care of you, drink water. Those are pretty simple acts, you know. And so yeah. the idea was to 
place where you could do that that was maybe a little less difficult than go to the gym or... And yet, as we started doing it, we discovered that a lot of people were coming for other reasons than my reasons. So maybe at first for me, it was the weight and I wasn't sleeping very well and my skin was looking like I was 10 years older. And, and so there was definitely a couple of things that I was interested in. But as people started coming, you know, it helps people with chronic conditions and it helps people with muscle aches that are super athletic people that just work out really hard. And it helps with people that were drinking too much coffee or eating too much sugar or drinking too much, too, you know, smoking too many cigarettes and, or any cigarettes at all for that matter. And so there really was kind of a, an expansion to what it was able to do for you that came from just the natural process of having people come for different reasons and discover, you know, I'll never forget one of my friends came and he had, he had really trouble sleeping. And the first time he came to sweat, he went home he kind of remembers falling asleep in front of the TV, but he slept till like the next day at like eight o'clock in the morning, which literally had not, you know, happened till, you know, since he was in before college or something and he's in his fifties, <laughs> you know? And so wow. that was like, oh my God, there really is something to this. And then we started like testing it on other people and suggesting it to people and asking them to try if they had insomnias and indeed it started helping. And we were like, oh my God, if you sleep better, turns out it's so much better for your organs and for your hormones. And you get to rest so much more when you don't go to bed exhausted and you sleep through the night. And so there was just all That's these so little great. miraculous things that kept being, you know, shown to us as the next thing that it helps. You know, this woman with lupus, you know, she came with her hands really distorted and then she started sweating and I'm no doctor but I could see that when she came out of the bed she was relaxed and her hands was were all like yours and mine you know and that wow. became okay well that's fascinating and so the science behind it is very clear but I'm not a doctor and I don't speak from that place but there's definitely a lot of science that speaks to you know sweating is good for you <laughs> right right well that I find so interesting because I I you know travel a lot, but I'm always trying to find, you know, we're in, we're in Michigan, uh, kind of, you know, we're obviously in the Midwest a lot, seeing a lot of different, um, you know, cool things happen here, but really cool things happen East coast, West coast. And so I, you know, I'm always reading about what's going on and I heard about shape house. I forget exactly, but it was through, you know, through something that gave me a portal to understanding who you guys were. And I was in New York um, this fall, and I'm like, I've got to go. Like, I've got to go. So I went down to one of your New York, New York locations, and you're right. Your your staff is absolutely sweet and nice. And I was I was so happy to be there. I was like, I I read about this, and now I'm here. And and you know, when I try to explain people the experience I had, it was a start. So, you know, going in, everyone was super sweet. They wanted to, you know, get me into the right experience. When I got in there, you know, they did explain that you're going to be sweating a lot. And, you know, you have a video, which is awesome because the video really does allow, I think, a little insight into the psychic because it's the last 15 minutes you say on a video, like you're it's yeah. be a little hard the last 15. And I don't, I think if you would not have told me that I probably would have stopped after 15 minutes. Cause I would have been, Oh my God, this is too much. How much more can I do? But I really kind of said, okay, I can do it. And then when I get to 40 for that last 15 minutes, which was almost on the dot, I feel um, that I was, you know, I kind of did, I, I pulled the covers back just a little bit to let a little air out, but you know, you're right. You have people coming in and checking on you. You're drinking water. You're, you have cold towels that you're putting in the forehead to help with this experience. So you're not feeling 
alone in it. And when I tell people, I'm like, Hey, what, number one, I've never had a glow since that, since like, right. Like I, like I was glowing. I felt so good when I left there. I was, I mean, I think I was skipping, um, just to be honest. And then on top of that, you know, the sleep I had that night was, as you mentioned, amazing. Yeah. So there were, I mean, all these residual benefits. And, and on top of that, it was 1800 calories ish. Um, there's all these benefits to it. And I, I think it's really hard to tell someone if you sweat, these are all the things that come can come from it. But I do believe, um, you either are a believer or not a believer, right? In these types of, and it's a science, but it's kind of a pseudoscience, right? But it is, I mean, truly a science that sweating, like you said, anything in has to come out is a science. So how do you guys explain it to maybe the non-believers? Do you, I mean, do you have a, a path that you're like, hey, if you don't believe, just don't even try? Or, you know, is there as a way that you, you've been able to, because I do believe you guys have exploded. I mean, you've went from, or your idea to one to nine, 10 now. So that's amazing growth. And, you know, obviously you've had a lot of education to help people understand, like it, it, there are huge benefits to this. Yeah, they are. And, you know, to, if someone doesn't believe, first of all, someone who doesn't believe in something that they've never heard of, they've never tried or that, not that I'm not interested in these people, but in some ways it's kind of like, it sounds like they would not believe other things because you can't really, what does it mean to not believe in something that you have no idea what it is in some ways? Right. But so part of our original marketing was to offer people their first session as a gift because, you know, a massage, you can explain, you know, a hairdresser, you can explain. It's like it exists, you know, this didn't exist. And trust me at the time, I would be going to dinners and I would say, you know, I'm doing this thing where I'm helping people sweat. And like people would look at me like I was, uh, I don't know, a giraffe. It was really very right. much like, what are you talking about? You know, right. but then I would say, you know, it's, it's not for everyone because some people don't like heat. It's like, I don't like cold, you know, like I don't do right. cryo type things because I really, I don't like to be cold. And it's, I don't think we should all be doing the same things. Now, do I believe that it's good for you or? I don't really know. I mean, the cryo thing, a lot of people say that it really helps with their pain. I've not tried because that's not really the kind of thing that makes my body happy. And I'm in my 50s and I've decided making my body happy was really kind of a goal, you know, and I don't do many things that are my body. I've learned to develop a relationship with my body where I know what it wants. And I listen, you know, the way I would with a child. It's like I really treat it as I actually have conversations with my body. How does that sound? And how does that feel? And do you want to try this? <laughs> That's you know? great. And, I, and I'm very inviting, you know, like I'm not like, okay, you don't want to try, fine. You know, like, no, no. It's very much like, why don't we try for a few minutes? Or why don't you come see what the place looks like? And why don't you lay down and see what it looks like and feels like once you're laying down? And, you know, this is the kind of temperature we're going to expose you to. And that is why in the video, frankly, at first when we started, some of the people I was working, I was working with were like, maybe we shouldn't tell people that the, the end is really hard. And I was like, no, we should. It's like, because if you tell them, then when it happens, it's going to be like, oh, that's what she means. It's like, yeah, at the end, it really is hard. If you don't tell people, it's like at the end, you know, when you're working out in a more regular, more traditional way, like you're working out in a gym, at some point, your heart is beating faster. You're sweating. You know, you're feeling a little bit of trembling in your fingers. It's like there's a stuff that happens that's natural from working out that you want to know that you're going to be okay, you know? And so uh -huh. when we started telling people, people were so much more willing to experience also because they knew that we knew, you know, we know that 
the last 15 minutes, you know, that's why that's when we give you the towel and that's when we invite you to drink more water because we know the last 15 minutes you're going to be like, get me the heck out of here, right? Oh, yes. I was, I was like, oh my gosh. But, you know, I, you do it because you, you want that full benefit. Now, if someone were to say, hey, I'm done, you know, 45 minutes into it, you're still going to get benefit. But I do, I feel like there's something that even more rewarding about getting to the end of it and going like, I did it, you know, I did it. And, and to your point, it's not for everyone and that's okay. Right. Um, Absolutely. But- I, I mean, I would say if anyone, so first of all, I want to correct one thing you said, because 45 minutes is okay, but much less than that is not meaning okay. I would okay. rather, I would rather someone, we can lower the temperature. So the person is more comfortable, you know, which we have done, but if you start kicking up the toxins that sometimes have been sitting there for a long time, think your childhood, like medicine that you took that never found a way out of your body, which is partly why you weakened as you age, is that there's stuff in your body that you know your body is not able to carry anymore and deal with anymore. And so you start to feel less energy because your body is dealing with all that stuff. So some of it is in our bodies for a long time. And so you start sweating And you start shaking up this part of you that's been like holding all these different residuals. And then if you don't give it a chance to really come out, you could end up with a headache and you could end up with like that toxins. I mean, I don't want to scare you or anyone's listening, but I really strongly recommend you stay in the bed, even if you ask, you know, the attendant, yes, to lower the temperature a little bit. And so that's one. Which is a great option. That's good to know. Okay. Yes, exactly. But then to... To complete your other point, it, it's, it's a matter of we made it as safe as possible. It's a very safe practice. Now, has people been injured working out in a gym? Absolutely. You can trip down the stairs. You can carry a weight that's too heavy. You can, you know, things happened. We've actually, touch wood, we've never had experiences. with. We've had a couple of people with headaches and we've had a little bit of a rash on the skin because, you know, the temperature can get a little hot. But I'm talking a few people out of hundreds of thousands at this point. And so, right. you know, I, it's, we do things that sometimes are not, when we drink a lot of alcohol, obviously we're not doing something that's great for the body. So what right. we do by making people sweat, what we do is we get that stuff out of the body so the body can function better. So yes, sometimes you feel a headache the way it's on its way out, the way you don't feel so great the next morning when you drank a lot of alcohol. It's the same idea, you know? Well, like you said, you're getting rid of all of that stuff in your body. So it's going to have a reaction to it. So well, tell tell me what, how many times a week should someone do um, Shape House or a week, a month? Like what's recommended? And then you know, if going into these, is there any prep they should do prior or, you know, anything post? Um, Great. Experience? Great question. So let's start with the how often. And that really is one of those where when you start sweating regularly, so let's say you start with once a week. That's already fantastic. Some people do two, three times because they have time, they have money, they can do it. You know, it's not, it's not like you're going to, I did 200 days in a row when I first started. I skipped a wow. couple of days because my period it was just too much and I felt really hot to begin with and it was 100 degrees in LA, whatever it was. But I did 200 days almost in a row, skipped two or three. And so because I wanted to make sure, you know, that I felt good and that I didn't feel dehydrated. So here's a couple of things I learned. At the very end, I did not drink 
enough water because I got tired of it. Like at first I was like gung-ho and like my gallon and I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. And it was great for the first, you know, whatever. But the last couple of weeks I got lazy and I didn't drink as much water. And yeah, I felt it. Like I felt more dehydrated. I felt a bit of a headache at the very end. And so, hey, I started drinking more water. Like, you know, no dummy over here. So (laughs) that's the kind of thing you want to prep with. Like don't go right after a hangover, especially your first one, you know, don't go on your period the first time. Don't go after having had this major hangover the night before, you know, don't try to be a little bit kind because yes, your body is going to release, you know, a, a good amount of water. Like when you come out of the bed, you've seen it, Nicole, it's like your body is drenched from head to toe. That's a lot of water that comes out of your body, you know? It is. And I had just a kind of added I had a minute I had to sit and like recollect myself I was like yes. wait a second okay let's get my feet up okay okay I got you know because yeah. it's you're like you said things are going out of your body and your body just is now a new you for that you know for that moment yeah, exactly and people you know think of it as like you're not just laying down bedroom you know you're doing something like you can't mm-hmm. say we're going to be burning you know a thousand to fifteen hundred calories and then just lay there and do nothing. Obviously, right. we are doing something. We're helping your body to do something that is something. It's not right. just la-di-da. You know, you went to the park and you sat on a bench. It's like that's, that would not do too much for you. Now, if you run around the park and your heart starts to go up and you are started to sweat and you started to feel, you know, your pulse in your fingers, it's like, well, that's a sign that your body is burning calories and it is shaking things loose, you know? So I I think people do better when they think of it as like, if if you compare it to like laying down in bed, it is harder. If you compare it to like most workouts that we'll ever do, it's much easier. So Uh when you go to do it, because there is a process of like laying you down in a bed and being so kind of like easy about it, you know, people tend to think, well, that's going to be like a piece of cake. And it is compared to, again, a lot of other things. But at the end, you're definitely feeling it. And so the secrets are breathe really deeply, drink water while you're sweating because, you know, colder water than your temperature, than your core temperature will cold your body. So naturally that will make it a little bit easier. You can take your arms out. A lot of people do. Like when I was sweating every day, frankly, it was enough for me to take my arms out. My body was still sweaty plenty. But, you know, not as dramatic as if you go once a week, because when you go once a week, plus, you know, I got mine for free because it was my company. And if you're doing it and, you you know, you're paying and you're coming for an hour, make it count, you know, as much as you can. So stay as much as you can. Also, if you take your arms out, you will cool down. So what I recommend to people is keep your arms in as much as you can. Don't think, oh, it's getting harder. I'm going to take my arms out now, you know, because in 10 minutes, you know, no. The second you take your arms out, you will cool down. So just try your best to like push through. Now, if you're Uh someone that pushes too hard and that is always like, you know, never enough and, you know, put yourself almost at arm's way because you're pushing too hard, I say take your arms out. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of a psychological, I'm a therapist, you know, by trade, a a psychologist. And I want to talk about that too. I want to go back. So afterwards, is it? I know you have your relaxation room. So you, they're in there for an hour. Go to the relaxation room, which I I did, um, and I really I liked it. Um, that I think that was about ten minutes or so. Um, yeah, I know, you can stay. You, you can stay as long as you want, really. When we yeah, serve okay. tea and oranges, and we give an opportunity to your body to kind of recalibrate. So what happens is when you get out of the bed your body still thinks it needs to cool you down because you've been exposed to a high temperature. And so that's why your body breaks a sweat. 
to, you know, basically caliber with the, it's almost like a thermostat, you know, like the temperature in the room gets to get hotter, the thermostat gets on to help your body, you know, the house cool down, it's the same for your body. So when we expose you to the kind of temperature we expose you to, the body starts to cool down by sweating. So when you get back into the relaxed room, what happens is your body thinks, oh, there's still a blanket heating me up, I better cool down some more. And then pretty quickly, you start to shiver a little bit when you're in the relaxed room. But this is all complete physics. It makes total sense. Like the body is thinking that it's still doing a job that you asked it to do, right? But then right. no more blanket heating you up. And so you're sitting there. That's why we serve tea. It's fine. Like at the beginning when we used to start the tea, people were like, no, I want a nice tea. And we're like, no, you're really going to want a hot tea. And people are like, so hot. I want a hot tea. And they're like, no, wait for another minute. And it's like another minute. And people are like, I will take that hot tea. Because <laughs> like, right. no. you I'm get, cold now. yes, I'm right. cold, you know. So that's what happens afterwards. We recommend that, you know, when you leave the house, first of all, don't leave the house until you feel completely grounded because you will feel a little, you know, like you said, when you come out of the bed, you need a minute the way you would after a good workout. You're also a little bit dizzy or a little bit not dizzy, but you know, like a little bit like, ooh. That was, yeah. oof, that was strong, you know, similarly. Yeah. So we recommend you don't leave the house until you feel that because we don't, the last thing we want, obviously, is to get you in the car and then you're a little bit out of it. It's like, just take your time, ground yourself, drink water, have an orange, you know, like we serve and take a minute. Now, typically when you finish sweating, you're not going to be that hungry. It's like somehow because your metabolism and because the fact that we kind of give you a very nurturing experience, often people will describe being kind of like, hmm, I could go for like a little salad and a piece of chicken maybe or but not like you're not going to want to get out of there and eat like a burger with, you know, a milkshake and fries. <laughs> I can assure you of that. Right. And so typically people will do a light meal. I recommend the very first time you do it, don't plan on going out that night and going crazy. Like try to keep it easy, you know, take it easy that night. Maybe no alcohol the first night just because you just worked hard, you know, to give your body right. a, a fighting chance, you know, to detox. And so... If you do substances, you know, like maybe avoid sugar that night or as much as you can or, and this is not like a moral thing, like don't do sugar or don't do, it's more, we know that that stuff is not so good for you. And so ideally, if you've given a chance to your body to rest for an hour like that and do such a good thing, you know, I remember there was a guy who used to come every Monday morning at nine o'clock, like he'd be one of our first, you know, to sweat every Monday. And one day I sat down with him and I was like, what's your story? Like, why do you come every Monday morning? And he was like, oh, I drink all weekend. And I discovered that really helps my hangovers. <laughs> and I was like, don't say that to people. You know, funny enough, I'm telling you now, but it is. Right. It, obviously, it removes the crap that makes you feel like crap, you know, so it makes sense that you'd feel better afterwards. But don't use it that way. That's silly. You know, the, the purpose well, obviously here is to help you on a wellness journey and on a journey of listening to yourself and being really in touch with you. And, you know, a lot of reasons often people drink too much or smoke too much or eat too much is because they're not in touch with themselves very much. You know, like right. I, I told you my story of losing 200 pounds. I'm actually producing a TV show at the moment that's going to be about that. And the notion that if I let myself be sad when I'm sad and if I tell myself, you know, I let myself be angry when I'm angry, I mean, not in a not pleasant way for my neighbors or my friends, but if I yell in a pillow, if I need to, you know, but if right. I have a feeling and I stuff it down with, you know, you name it, sugar, gambling, porn, you know, whatever it is you're doing, it's like you, you stuffing it down. You're not, you know, you're not helping yourself, you know, you're just stuffing it down. And so at some point it catches up with you and people have anxiety and depression and don't sleep and, 
you know, all, all sorts of, you know, side effects from right. having lives that are not exactly aligned with who they are, you know? Well, I want to ask you about the movie. Or is, it's a movie. It's a show, right? Or a movie? It's, it, it's probably going to be eight episodes. We sold okay. it um, to a big, big network and we're looking into, which I can't tell you exactly yet because we're in negotiation, but it's a very big, you'll, you'll hear about it. Let's, it's wait. a big, big network. And, you know, we're looking at maybe doing a four-part, one-hour. We're looking at also doing an hour and a half of one kind of documentary type of idea. We've done basically 40 conversations with people that are from, I think the lowest was 86 pounds to someone that's 450. And, wow. and in between, people that are in more normal range, let's describe it. I mean, normal is a word that we've all discussed on set as like, hmm, what is exactly normal? But right. let's just say people that don't think about their weight as much as I was when I was 350 pounds. And we've had conversations with people from all walks of life, people with money, people with jobs, people without, people, you know, just people that have had babies, people that haven't, you know, people that have had ups and downs, people that have never had an iota of thought about their weight at all, which I have to say was very hard to find. <laughs> I think everyone, <laughs> everyone, my favorite story was this woman. Can I share? Do we have a minute? Yeah. That's great if you want to share it. We'd love to we share have it. One of the story just moved me to my core. And I still don't know why, because I have stories of my own that are really dramatic and very intense and painful and sad and whatever. But this woman tells the story, and you'll have it. You'll definitely be on the show. But she tells the story that when she was a child, she was hypothyroidic, which means, you know, her body was not processing food as fast and as easily as her sister, who was hyperthyroidic. And so she was more like an asparagus looking, you know, kind of long, skinny, you know, whatever the culture of this world thinks is health. And right. the two of them, one day was at, were at the dinner table and the mother pulls out a milk carton, which at the time, they still do, but more I think then, they had pictures of children that were kidnapped, you know, and missing children, you know, to help find the baby, you know, the people that, that, that were looking for them. I did remember that. that. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. I mean, we didn't do it as much in France where I was born, but I definitely remember some of it. And the father would have looked at the two daughters very intently and said, oh, don't you worry to the larger one, which really described herself as maybe, you know, certainly normal range, maybe, you know, five pounds, you know, a little bit pouchy or whatever. And you would have said, don't you worry. They don't kidnap fat children. <laughs> Oh my God. No. <laughs> Which Poor in some ways girl. is so funny, and in some ways is like, how cruel. Like, I'm not worried that you're going to get kidnapped because you're fat. Oh my God. I'm worried just that you're going to get kidnapped, right? Uh, that's yes. crazy. Well, and I find that it's so interesting, um, and you probably find this as you get older too. Um, I have five kids. So at one point, <laughs> I had five kids in five years. I know you have um, a couple of your own too, but I had them so close together. I just continued to gain weight. So when I was done with, you know, the, the last two and they were twins, I went on a journey and I lost, gosh, it was almost, it was 110 ish pounds, wow. but you know, I did a ton of weightlifting and really, you know, got super strong. It felt so good. Like I, I cannot believe the power that comes with just feeling good. I mean, I mean, I think that's what shape house does. That's what journeys of weight loss do. And, you know, and, in that process, you know, you hope you're reflecting onto your, 
your children, the people that surround you, that you're a confident, you know, individual. And now I've gained some weight back, but, um, you know, in that you still, you always want to, I, I don't think I have self, everyone has a self image of themselves. Right. Yeah. But I also think it's so important that we just be okay with who we are. Like whether the curves are a little bit bigger than they used to be because we're getting older or, you know, we've lost weight because we had an illness. I mean, it's, and it's a or hard we thing. have I, had five children. Five children. <laughs> right. And, and so I think it's, that's the hard thing with our society. Like you said, I mean, if the, the twin was only a few pounds larger and here she was, you know, the pudgy one or whatever, but it's, it's, it's a hard thing now with your kids and how do they back to your journeys that you've been on? And then as well, you know, shape house and, that the kind of physical well-being that can come from knowing yourself. Are you? Do you find that you're reflecting that outward into your children? I definitely do. And it was very moving for me because one of the people that I interviewed um, on the TV show, I was on a journey with her and she lost 160 pounds and pretty much regained all of them, if not 20 or 30 more. And so we had this very moving conversation. And she's in a beautiful place and she she talked about loving herself now and having find you know some peace in where she's at she also says with tears you know heck do i wish i didn't carry this weight around you bet you know she has to hold herself to the wall so, sometimes you know when she walks because her body is not very balanced and she has a lot of arthritis and it's very painful to live with a body that's you know carrying all the time you know, 200 or more pounds, you know, of course. So, but the loving of self, you know, is true regardless. We forget the pounds, you know, there's the money, the aging, the color, the race, the where you were born, the smarts or not, the creative or not, the, you know, succeeding in relationships or not. It's like we have so many reasons to beat ourselves up like all day long, you know, right. and it's, it's very, there was a woman who's African-American who said this very, very moving thing that may be very controversial, you know, when it comes out, but she said, Hey, I grew up black in a neighborhood that was completely white. And trust me, being fat would have been one more thing. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's like to, to think of the other person's shoes, you know, and what they go through in their own journey. Interestingly enough, the modeling of how we eat became very important in the conversation. You know, a lot of mothers were, and fathers were saying, you know, it's like, well, I, I, you know, if I eat pasta in front of my kids, but I tell them, you know, carbs is not so good for you. It's like, that's not super coherent. But more importantly, right. more importantly than my habits with my food and my working out what came out of the show um is very much the notion that the modeling was really about feeling your feelings like there was a lot of household we all grew up with don't cry you know children boys particularly you know boys don't cry and you know girls can be angry because that makes them these little naughty whatever and you right. know just, there was a lot of messaging <laughs> exactly like women that are angry you know they're just you know the b word which uh-huh. We did swear on the show a little bit, but we did never say that word because I just really don't like it. But there's this notion that, you know, when you feel your feeling, even this woman, beautiful woman, you know, talks about feeling her feelings. And but she was basically like, oh, my God, I cry like a baby. And I stopped her right in her tracks. And I was like, what are you saying? Like only babies are allowed to cry. Like if you cry as an adult, that's a bad thing. And she was like, well, and I was like, well, you, that's the end of the world if you say that, you know, as the person who's out there telling people to feel feelings. Because 
that's exactly what we are all suffering from is I'm sad and I can't say it. I'm lonely and I can't share with my friends and I have to put out this front on Instagram that I'm all this and all that. And well, no, it's like I'm sometimes scared and sometimes really anxious and sometimes I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring and I'm afraid for my kids and I'm afraid for our planet. And it's like, if you don't, if we're not finding platforms to speak of that stuff, it's like, it has to go somewhere. And it goes in, you know, overeating, over drinking, over doing behaviors that are really, you know, harmful yeah. to ourselves or others. And so that was the theme of the conversation was more about, you know, where do we go when we feel our humanity, you know, which is, you know, don't you feel sad sometimes? Don't you feel scared, whether it's your business or your kids or whatever? Don't you have those feelings? Because we all do. We just, yeah, you know. Oh, I think it's very, it's very, and it's, it's how you communicate it. And I, um, you know, unfortunately, our family, we are, we are lovers, but we are yellers too. And I, I've had to sit back when I say yellers, we just talk loud. Like we talk really yeah. loud in our conversations and I sit back and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to yell at their kids. Like, I don't want them to yell. And it's not like I'm yelling mean things, but it's like, Hey, time for dinner. My one daughter's like, can you just go up a little closer and say time for dinner? I'm like, I guess wow. <laughs> you know, so it's good for it's them just, though. Know, good for them that you've modeled the yeah. kind of safety. Like in my house, if I said something like that, you know, I'd probably be smacked around, you know. You've yeah. created an <laughs> environment where your kids can say what they feel. That's already uh you know, that's it's a beautiful. Win-win, yeah. Yes. But at the same at the same point you also, like you said, what you model is what you kind of don't want, you know, them to do. So I think it's it's so interesting. Um, you know, it all stems from our youth. So then I like, oh my God, have I ruined my five kids? <laughs> but no. you know, they're gonna find their own path, right? And I, I think that's what I want to do, but as you have a um background in journalism and psychology and I mean just a quick little synopsis. How did you kind of do that jump? It was that you were looking, as you said, you had this journey you were on, but you know, do you I, still I think practice? It's, uh, I think it's a, no, I don't practice as you would think of as a therapist anymore. Okay. I don't, I discovered like a TV show. You can talk to, you know, a lot more people at a time than when you do one-on-one. And so there right. was a, there was an entrepreneur in me that I remember my father telling me that I was four years old and I was looking for ways to do what I was doing better and helping others do it better. And I've always been kind of a mindset of, you know, how do we do what we do, but better without it being a perf- perfectionism, because that's also a trap, you know, of self-judgment, right. but I was always interested in like, I remember being very young and like organizing, like having my friends pay $10 if I came, you know, dressed up as a mermaid at their birthday party when I was like 10 years old, you know, or whatever, you know? So I was always interested in, it's not so much the money at all. I mean, I I love abundance and I love helping people create prosperity. I'm actually developing an app right now to help people think about money a little bit differently. So that's also exciting to me, but it's all about... My, it's it's a creativity thing. It's like yeah. you know, I I built houses and I've I have a career in marketing because I was always interested in how do you present what you present in ways that people are excited to try it. And so that was a good little skill I had. And then I had worked at a print shop as a kid, which was weird. So I knew how to do cool marketing kind of paper products, you know, with like business cards and pamphlets and things that were really smartly done and. It was just kind of a journey where it's funny that you asked that because all along there was this sense of like, wow, this is a job where I can use all the skills and all the things I like to do, including, of course, the people, you know, the sitting with staff and, you know, hearing 
their needs so they can work better, so they can come to work, you know, feeling joyful so that for me, there was never like a staff person cannot pretend to be happy. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's like create an environment that they actually, I mean, yes, work is work and we come to a job and it's early in the morning sometimes where that you're contributing to someone else's wellness. You know, when this woman I told you earlier about that has lupus would come to Shape House, like I would make a point to be there because honestly, to me, to watch her come in, actually, it's funny that you have five kids. She did too. And she oh. walked, one time she walked, she became kind of a friend, you know, uh, because I went often to visit with her and share because I thought her journey was beautiful and painful and I just kind of wanted to share my support. and But I remember one day being there and she left the, after her sweat and her hands were really relaxed and she was feeling much better. And she hugged me on the way out. And I remember that hug being a little more than usual. You know, when someone hugs you and there's a little more like, I don't know, compassion or something was in the air. You know, she stayed there a little longer and I kind of held her and I was like, you good? You Her name was Lisa. And I was like, you good, Lisa? Is everything okay? And she was like, I just, I just, do you know how grateful I am to you? And I was like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. Like, why? And she's like, do you know what's going to happen because of you when I get home? And I was like, no, I mean, is it a good thing? And she said, I'm going to be able to actually hug my children. And I, I just sat there just wow. like pretty much burst in tears, you know, just like, yes, we're helping people lose weight and we're helping people look better and skin glowy, all that beautiful. But to hear that this woman when she doesn't sweat regularly, she, her hands are so twisted and, and, you know, tense that she cannot hug her children, you know? That, to me, is a job that I want to go do every day, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, just to make, yeah, that's so great. Well, you have such a great story. You know, you're doing so many interesting things. What's, you know, what's next for the Shape House? Well, first of all, we're really excited. Urban U will, starting March 1st, we'll have shape house and all of our locations i'm We're so excited about that congratulations it's a very exciting and very creative way you're also very creative that's beautiful oh, thank you yeah no, i'm excited to see how it works because i you know, we are about beauty and wellness. And so we're adding more and more wellness services and we just want to look at the whole person. And, you know, so we're excited to have Shape House in starting March 1st. What's next for you guys? Are you going to continue to open more locations? Are you like, we're good with what we have because you're helping so many people. What do you have? You know, growing, growing is always an exciting vision for us. You know, I remember thinking, you know, if a million people were sweating already, that'd make a better world, you know, because when you sweat you drive better you're not as angry you're kinder you know you're kinder with yourself you know you're more creative and so that's a better world you know so for me of course the more people sweat the happier we're going to have a planet you know right. or we're going to have a right everyone sweat that's what we want right stores that are ours but we also realize that it's it's beautiful to do it with you know companies and people like you that have already developed a region and already are very established and that speeds up the process so much you know so yes partnering with people locally in new cities is exciting i mean opening a new city was exciting and difficult to be honest uh -huh. it's not from uh, people came you know it wasn't like the second we opened New York, I don't know which store. Did you go to Flatiron? Do you remember what Flatiron, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Flatiron, you know, was more successful in weeks than any of the stores in L.A. that had been there for months and years, you know. So it's, it's not so much the success from that front, but it's like to keep the culture and to hire the right people and 
to make sure that, you know, I wasn't there to be with people all the time. And so to train enough people that could be there, but I need them in LA. And, you know, you know, business, it's not simple. Uh-huh. You know, there was definitely, I remember sweating a lot those years, you know, just right. to try to stay focused and connected and not, you know, go bunkers because I would fly, you know, almost every week for three days in LA, four days in New York. And, you know, just opening, we opened one week, we, one week, we opened two stores in New York, oh my like gosh. one on Monday, one on Monday, Upper West and one in uh, Dumbo the, the Friday, you know, just wow. insane. I mean, looking yeah. back, would I do it again? Probably not, to be honest. There was a lot. Right. But we now have thousands of New Yorkers, you know, which God knows that's a city that could use a little bit of <laughs> relaxing space, you know. Right. And so right. the growth is probably going to be, I mean, I'm writing, I've also finished a book, you know, which has a few chapters about Shape House and the process of sweating. It's a, a lot about my own journey and the, the, not only the building a company as I was building a different body, you know, which is in some ways the same, you know, when you run right. a company, you have to do this and that. And when you move your body, you have to move it and you have to feed it and you have to love it and you have to rest it. And, you know, it's the same. It's like another baby. Would. It's like another child, right? I mean, it is. It is. Outside it is. of your family, you now have these multiple children you have to attend to. And, it's fun though. I love it. And I know it sounds like you do too. And we're so excited. It sounds like you have the the entrepreneur streak in you. I can feel it. Oh yeah. I've been doing this since I've been 17 and I, I love, I love, I love building things like you. I mean, I love building people up. I love building businesses and I love building actually physical structures. I love, you know, kind of seeing something go from nothing to something. And it's fun. It's, it's a really re- rewarding feeling. And, and as you know, as a leader, you start going from me, me, me to you, you, like, how do we help you? And the one thing I, our team and what we have to provide and now shape house is part of that team is that we can provide them with some of these services and help them, you know, help our team, internal team be, you know, take some of the stress out of their day and, and make them better, you know, at doing what they do. So we're yeah. so excited that you were able to be a part of this. Is there anything that we kind of missed that you want to share with our audience? You know, the one thing that we touched on earlier that I love the topic of is this idea of how often should people come. And I remember when I was interviewed originally by a lot of different mediums and everybody was like, well, how often should I go? You know, which is a very fair question, but it's also, I want to teach people to learn how to listen to themselves and when you start sweating, there is a state that you become that's, uh, we, we used to call it detoxed. You know, what does that feel like to walk around when your body is, like when your car goes to maintenance and it runs better, you know, similar uh-huh. concept. Like I want people to understand and feel what that is. And then they come to sweat when they want that, you know, and just to keep that up and to keep, so for some people, it may be once a week. For some people, it's every other day. For some people, it's once a month. You know, like honestly, for me now, if I sweat like once a week, even sometimes I skip a week because I don't do very many substances. I sleep really well. I love my life. I don't have so much stress. I mean, I have the stress of like exciting building a new TV show, but it's like my life is in a really good place. And so I don't need it as much as I did 10 years ago, you know? So the question is... I know this. I know the the baseline of how I want to feel when my body, my skin is all glowy, and and when I don't see that in the mirror, I just go sweat. You know, it's like it's become more of a partnership with myself. You know, learn to feel like the same way I would when I drink water. You know, it's like when I feel like I need to drink water, I drink water. Like there's no like any rule that you're being told of how much you should drink 
is not really realistic because you need what you need and I need what I need and it's different right. and for you to learn what that is for yourself and for me to know what that is for myself that's my dream for people you know to have to get to take back our power of knowing ourselves that somehow the media and and the industry of you know consuming more and more has taught us that we don't have we have it we know exactly mm-hmm. what our body needs and we know exactly we just need to get back to that and listen listen to it i think that's so great and um you know i think there's some i know you've heard of this is a great thing it's gonna sound crazy and this is not even on script i was just thinking about it because my kids and i were talking about it but the power of attraction yes. the law of attraction so if you you know you think okay positive thoughts healthy thoughts you attract that right so yes um a couple of my kids are like mom that is crazy I, it's real it, it's not only manifesting but you have everyone has energy in their body and so you know i don't know i be if you're swimming talks you know detoxing out things and you feel better you're going to attract more i mean so I there's so no scientific proof here that you're going to make more money by sweating, but <laughs> you know, well, if you kind of I've seen it, thousands of people improving their I, lives. I, oh, I don't know if it's so science great. yet, but <laughs> right, right. No, and that's, well, welcome, a welcome to the shape house family. I'm super excited to see what you're going to do with it. And I'll be right around the corner to support and anything you need. I'll be happy to, if I, fly by your region. I'll be happy to come visit as well. And I just, this is a beginning of a beautiful partnership. I can feel it. Well, we look forward to it. All right. Thank, thank you, you so Take much care. for this. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you found today's episode helpful and that you know more than you did before. Be sure to check us out on our blogcast where you can find additional content connected to this episode at theurbanu.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you choose to hear our most recent updates. Leave us a review and share it. Share it with your girlfriends, share it with your significant other, and share it with your grandma. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics you'd like us to discuss, send us a DM on Instagram. Thanks for listening.